This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. All right, today we're going to be talking about Hellraiser, keeping with the whole Halloween theme. Yep, Hellraiser. Yep. <laughs> Clive Barker's, uh, I didn't know this, but this was Clive Barker's directorial debut. It was. Yep. I, I guess he wrote like a movie beforehand and the guys didn't like respect his vision or he, they didn't do it exactly how he wanted. So he's like, oh, fuck this. I'll just do it myself. I, I like how every turd that he's ever directed has Clive Barker's whatever in the front of it. <laughs> it's not quite Tim Burton. Cli- Clive Barker's The Wishmaster Part 3. <laughs> well, he stands by all of his works. That's whether true. Whether they be brilliant or, <laughs> yeah, I guess, or just I guess, pieces uh, of dog yeah, shit. So yeah. you got to respect him for that. Yeah. Yep. So as mentioned, directed by Clive Barker, written by Clive Barker, came out in 1987, starring Andrew Robinson, Claire Higgins, and Ashley Lawrence. Superstars of today's silver screen. Yeah. The dad was uh, on Star Trek Next Generation or on Deep Space Nine deep, as one deep, of the aliens. Deep, deep Space Nine. He played Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the tailor turns the, – the spy turned tailor. Ooh, what a twist. Yes. And he appeared in many episodes. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to get into our lists? Oh, yeah. All right. Top five worst parts of this movie or moments. I will go first this time. And I will just flat out say there's a lot wrong with this movie. (laughs) What are you talking about? So right off the bat, I've I've seen this like two, three times, but when I was a kid and I did not remember most of this. So um, that's my number five. Is this what I don't remember? It's very unmemorable except for the pinhead stuff. So I guess it makes sense why all the sequels were based around him not just whatever the hell was going on with his wife and bringing back the ex-lover with human sacrifices and all that shit oh god yeah that was i was not expecting that at all (laughs) from this movie (laughs) it turned into like some dude that was looking for the ultimate sexual rush and that's why he was looking for the box that was weird yeah, and then like a Black Widow movie with her just luring these men into her house and just uh it was un- I don't remember any of it. That was <laughs> that, funny. That that one dude, that poor bastard, died in his tidy whiteies. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Well, what was the eighties? <laughs> it was the style at the time. <laughs> All right, so my number five, like not being memorable. Uh, I remember the girl, and I remember like the stuff with Pinhead and and all that, and the torture scenes, obviously, but and. I just did not remember anything with the stepmom and the the ex her ex lover slash hus, husband's brother. Is that what the whole thing was? I don't even remember. Yeah. 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 Ugh God. He was some junkie. Which by the way, he looked really well put together for being a junkie. I mean, in the flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, this is the cleanest cut junkie I've ever seen. It was the seventies or the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, filmed in 86, released in 87. All right, that's mine. Uh, Alex, you're number five. 
Mine number five. We're we're doing bottoms, right? Yeah. Okay. When <laughs> power bottoms. <laughs> power bottoms. When the he's helping the movers, like move the mattress, and then his hand gets scratched on the nail, and then he goes upstairs to the attic, and he's gushing blood everywhere from this tiny scratch. He's like, oh my gosh, uh, that took me out of the movie. I'm like, really? He would not be dripping gallons of blood from that tiny scratch. He's like, maybe, you know, stitches I could see, but <laughs> that was just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Was, that's number was, two on my list. It was so. up to I his agree. fucking elbow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so so that's, uh, that's also my number five. Not just for that, but because the the two guys, the two moving men, just stand at the bottom of the stairs. Like, they couldn't get the bed up. Like, it weighed 800 pounds. Like, yeah, all, they, they all, weren't doing their damn jobs. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we've all moved beds, and it sucks, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> and any one of us could have dragged a bed upstairs. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you got any beer? <laughs> I guess they just Because everybody just stares at the woman. Then the husband just goes, I guess I'll get it. Yeah, I guess, dicks. yeah I guess the point was just to show how much of a milk toast he was, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> milk toast. But yeah, that, that, more blood came from that nail scratch than any other time when he killed a guy in that room. Like, Pretty yeah, much, yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> well, because he ate it all up. Spoilers. I know, but like, I just... The, it, it took me out, too. Well, the whole movie was terrible, so... <laughs> His fingers turned into straws for some reason. Anyways... All right, and Scott, you said that was your number five too. Anything to yep. add? No, uh, just the part about the the lazy movers. <laughs> All right. Um, my number four is the stepmom's hair. That was fucking awful. <laughs> in the when in the flashback when she had the mullet or the. 90s like the 80s whole, power the whole movie it was no 90s it was all yeah, it was the whole movie her whole but, look with her cross her heart bra yeah. and the fucking oh, everything was just the, awful elbow, about the her. shoulder pads were kicking my ass <laughs> yeah. she goes, goes to pick up that first guy yeah and then Jeff my my number three is 80s hair <laughs> so she, so she wasn't the only, she was definitely the worst offender but she wasn't the only one yes yeah, uh, I don't really notice it too much on the other ones, but yeah, oh, I, just I can't. It's there's nothing worse than watching people in the eighties. <laughs> there's something about that decade that's just so bad. <laughs> All right, Alex, you're number four. My number four is the flashback when they're doing the um, she the the wife opens the door and she sees Frank's there, and it's pouring rain, but it's super bright out too. Which is a naturally occurring phenomenon, but in this one, it just looked really ridiculous. And he was just standing out there in the water going, can I come in? And she's like, well, who are you? Frank. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. And she has this whole conversation with him, and then at the end of it, he just looks at her dead in the eyes like, so can I come in or what? It's <laughs> like, why are you keeping him out there? I realize he's a creep, but... Yeah, and, and that whole scene... Now that you say it was Clyde Barker's first, I could tell. Like, I did not know what I was was watching at first. I'm like, is this supposed to be a flashback? Like, it was usually oh, yeah. cues. Yeah, like, it was, it was very awkwardly cut together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I've seen enough movies to know this is probably a flashback, but this just came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I vaguely, I vaguely remember, like when he opens the door, he's backlit like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was like that. All right, uh, Scott, your number four. My number four, the worst, is the 
the weirdest line in the movie, and there's a lot of awkward dialogue in this movie. Seriously. It's it's when uh, she okay, so the wife has committed her first murder, and she's got blood all over herself, and she's hiding out in the bathroom, and the the husband comes home, Andrew Robinson, and he starts knocking on the door, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on? You know, can I get you anything? You know, the, want a cookie, little girl?" Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was. I was Damn like, it. I forgot this, about that. It's such a because it was like completely out of character and it wasn't funny, and it was just such a creepy, weird thing for him to do. But yeah, he just does the want a cookie, little girl, in a weird voice, and it's just so bizarre. Like it was such a weird piece of dialogue. I don't like it. It it fit in less than anything else in that entire movie. <laughs> so that was my number four. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. Because he's not even supposed to be the evil one. He's like one of the two good characters, as it were. Mm-hmm. And he just pops out this super weird line. Alright. Um, Alex, did you number four already? I forgot. Yes. Standing right. in the rain. Okay. My number four is the, the lack of pinhead in this. Which I kind of covered in my fifth one, but just... And I remembered that there wasn't as much in this one, but I remembered how just I forgot how little. Um, yeah, so, when I like that the movie started off with a bunch of gore and violence, I'm like, okay, this might not be as bad as you know I think. And then there was nothing for like forever. So, so when they got finished filming, they realized whether it was through test screenings or just themselves that that he was like the most interesting thing in that movie. So they went back and filmed a couple extra scenes ah. to get him in there. Um, originally, uh, going through the trivia here, the other Cenobites were supposed to have dialogue, but because their makeup was so fucked up, they couldn't really talk. <laughs> so, yeah, the, so, the Butterball character and the Chatterer yeah, so, definitely so, couldn't talk. Yeah, so basically all their dialogue was relegated to, to Pinhead and the, the female Cenobite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he definitely got, he wound up with like the lion's share, the, the lion's. Um, and a funny, funny story, more trivia, uh, when they wrapped and they were, you know, all celebrating that they were done filming, um, Doug Bradley, the guy that plays Pinhead, uh, was upset because like nobody was talking to him and it turned out that nobody knew who he was cause he was, cause every time he was on set, he was in like that huge layer of makeup. So they didn't actually <laughs> recognize him anyway. Interesting. Yeah, like, and I guess, yeah, so probably in the original one, he was just a regular Cenobite. They were all kind of equals or whatever, but you're thinking that they got feedback and just yeah, kind of pushed yeah. him to the front. And then and then you say that there was, wasn't was as much Pinhead. They When they went to the second one, they were like, we got to have this guy. Like Yeah. So he, when he wasn't all really supposed to be in focus. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one last bit of trivia. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Clyde Barker actually hates that he's called Pinhead because that's not his name. <laughs> it's just something that fans and other people, and probably people on the set, were calling him because obvious reasons. Well, uh, why didn't he put his name in the Bam movie then? I know. <laughs> yeah, they're just—they're really just called the Xenobites. No, not... they ne- no, they never say Pinhead. Yeah, they never said their names like yeah. anywhere, right? No. It's just the fans named them Pinhead. Yeah, right. But I don't even think they said Cenobites either, did they? No, the no, they, they say Cenobites yeah, a few times. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because they, yeah, that's another awesome acting moment when the dude's like after his first kill is like we need to get my body back and escape before they come get you 
who comes get you? The Xenobites. I'm like, uh, who the fuck? Who is, she, who is she supposed to know that shit? Also, it's not on my list, but clearly a new actor, <laughs> a completely different actor was doing the the skinless uh, Frank. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, oh no, it was terrible. blatant. Yeah, it was blatantly obvious to me anyway. Mm. How could you tell just by the like the bone structure? By his voice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> most mostly his voice. It sounded like a completely different dude. Well, his vocal cords hadn't come in yet fully because he hadn't, you know, yeah. eaten enough dudes. Uh, length of dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Measured it. That Rain sounds scene. like a that sounds like a sound bite we should have. <laughs> Jeff just going length of dong. <laughs> <laughs> length of dong. All right, uh, Alex, your number three. My number three is when the girl manages to open the box, like she was charmed kind of by it, and she opens it in the hospital, and then she goes through the doorway, and then there was this awesome creature that was chasing her. That that creature in particular felt out of place. Like, it seemed a little bit too animatronic and special effects e. If that makes any sense, it just seemed like that that thing was from another movie and not from like Hellraiser. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same scene. That there was one scene. Yeah, it was like chasing around a dark black hallway. Yeah, that was the one, and then he comes back yeah. at the end. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure you can see the guy pushing the, the thing on the sled. No, yeah, a couple yeah. points. You can. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, points. you can. So he's supposed to be hanging from the ceiling, but you, yeah, there are a couple of shots <laughs> where you can tell somebody's pushing it along. Yeah. But okay. yeah, even though the creature design is really cool and I liked it, it's like, it really doesn't fit in this movie. So, there it is. That's my number three. Alright. Scott. Uh, again, it was the 80s hair. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, my number two, which I already said, which was the, um... What was your number five, Alex? Uh, the scratch. The bed. <laughs> yes. You got the tiny yeah. scratch. It was gushing blood. Yeah. Yes, that was my number two. So what's your number two? My number two, I, I wrote down cheap cartoon effects, but I don't think they were that cheap back in the 86 and 87. <laughs> but every time somebody would touch the box, there'd be this, like, lightning come out of it. I'm like, yeah. that looks so stupid. And they way overused it. And, and then every time she would, like, solve a different piece of it or yeah. solve it in reverse, like, they would splash in a in a thing of light. Yeah, she, she'd shoot him with like it was like a laser beam from Flash Gordon yeah, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, jeebus, age. It's like David Lopan's fingernails too. Is that the same thing? Am I thinking of the same? No. He has no. a little lightning effects. Yeah. No. 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 Lopan didn't. I don't think. No. So. Okay. So so the storms had the the lightning from the fingers, but that actually yeah. Just, yeah. that actually looks pretty rad. Like, yeah, it looks no. awesome. This yeah, was just that. this was just like just super sparingly. cheap, like. It's funny you mention it because when I saw it, I'm like, this reminds me, and I I put it back to wasn't there a scene where he has like he brings his fingernails to um one of the girls' faces and a little like shock comes out? No, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. Then all right, anyway, <laughs> yes, it was terrible. But yeah, those cartoon effects just kicked my ass. <laughs> okay, Scott number two. Uh, this goes back to Alex's number three. Uh, the the weird hanging creature, uh, and the slap fight <laughs> that he has with the with the the heroine at the end over the box. Yeah, she was 
Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> they just had this super awkward, like, it was kind of hard to tell what was going I mean, they're obviously both going for the box, but it wasn't like there was much else. They just kind of kept slapping each other's hands out of the way. It was so, it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. And oh, lightning came coming out of it. Yeah. I'm, one hand, I mean, there was one cool thing. Like, it was kind of like the end of her arc where she's like, all of a sudden she's determined to get the box away from this thing. And she's like able to kind of squash her fear there at the end. So that was kind of cool. But just the whole visual of them slapping the box around. Eh. So bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one is just the acting. It's fucking awful. They didn't hire. No one could act in this damn show. Wait, I think it had a budget of around a million dollars. So. And it was well, mostly spent on special effects, you can tell. Say, oh, no, yeah. special yeah. effects yeah. special effects and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As was the style at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, awful. From the little girl, or the little girl, whatever, the teenage girl to the mom and dad, the, the that dinner party scene that we were talking about in our group chat. Oh, so awful. So, yeah, my number worst moment is just the entire acting of this movie. <laughs> Alex, number one. Uh, my number one, I was going to put down the acting, but then I remembered this awful, awful thing, like, <laughs> a couple minutes ago, where at the very end, the dude takes off his jacket to put on the girl, and he's wearing the stupidest fucking shirt I've ever seen in my life. It's all just squares with pastel colors on them, all different. I'm like, really? <laughs> I was I was already used to all the terrible 80s fashion in the movie, and then he pops out with this piece of shit shirt. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. That almost made me puke. <laughs> that was awful. Alright. That, that's your worst thing in this movie? Yes. That is my worst thing in this movie. <laughs> Alright. Scott, your worst. My worst is the hobo from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Popping up at various points in the movie just to be super weird. And, but the, the worst moment was at the very end. Where he picks up the puzzle box out of the fire. Which, by the way, seemed the dumbest shit thing to do. Oh, I'll just leave this box laying out here. And isn't it made of metal? I, it it looks like it was made, made of, of metal. metal yeah. So. And then he turns into the... Um, it's not off Noomsie. Yes, that's just, thank you, Alex. That's, that's, <laughs> I couldn't remember. And flies off. Like, going, going against any logic the movie itself was trying to establish. And just looked horrible, and it was dumb, and... Yeah, it was just like, they had to get that damn box back to Marrakesh or wherever the fuck it is. I, I to sell it to some other dumbass. There, there have been many more effective ways to do that other than to have the stupidest shit, weird bone winged thing to fly off. I, 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 what is that even? So, there's creatures in the real world that follow the Cenobite. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make. Any I read sense. a little, a little, a little bit of the Cenobite wiki and stuff, and there's supposed to be a fifth one called the engineer quote unquote and he looks like a normal human except there's more light around him than usual so i think that might have been him and he's just in charge of getting more people to open the box well then no that would have been the chinese dude well he probably shapeshifts it it was dumb it was it was bad well he obviously shapeshifts but yeah it was terrible all right so you guys said makeshift windy what the hell is that the Xenobite wiki? No, you guys said... No, so the... the Golden Child. Sardoth. Oh, yeah. Red, Red Alimpsy. 
Noomsie? Okay. Sardok? Noomsie? I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, Ty- okay. Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister. <laughs> I didn't know what you guys were talking about. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that dragon came at the scene. Just, yeah. Whatever that thing was. It was... It's... it's it's hell imagery, Scott. That's what I yeah. took out of it. But. Yeah, and also, why the fuck were there so many fires out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, first like, random spots, Yeah, too. I first like, thought she'd burn down the house, which actually would have been something smart. And then I realized, no, they're just in some field in London where they clearly were. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought they burned down the house, too. No, they didn't? I thought that I was confused on that point. Well, it exploded or imploded or whatever, yeah. but... But also, again, clearly not being filmed in the U.S. Yeah. Anybody paying attention? Yeah. Well, I don't Barber's know. They English, kept. Right? I think so. Yeah. They kept mentioning him, mentioning Brooklyn a lot. So he sounds like he's from London. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to our top favorite things. My yeah, favorite things in this movie. About this, movie. <laughs> this was rough. But, <laughs> was it? Yes. But what you guys were just talking about the, I like. I like the fact that it was kind of like I, the guy who has his treasure box is also the guy who like sells people mogwais. That's kind of hard to put it. <laughs> it was it was the same goddamn dude. That is yeah. true. It, it pretty much begins and ends the same way, where the guy comes and takes it against <laughs> advice, and at the end of the movie, the guy comes back and takes it away. He's like, "No, you can't handle this. Don't don't so. get the puzzle box wet. <laughs> don't, <laughs> and don't feed it after, after midnight. midnight. Yes." <laughs> So there was. A, I just liked that little part because yeah, it stood out, and I was like, oh, "Whatever." There you go. The guy. What other trinkets that guy has? So that's my number five. Mm-hmm. Alex. The mechanics of the puzzle box itself was my number five favorite thing. That was pretty cool. So there was. You could tell that there's uh, several different ways to open it, different conf- configurations, and maybe that would open different dimensional doors. And that was kind of proven at the end by sh- the the heroine was shifting the box in certain ways in order to banish certain Xenobites. So I kind of like that touch. Plus, it looked really cool. I mean, you could tell whenever it was laying down in a bed that somebody at the bottom, <laughs> some poor stagehand was laying underneath the bed, pushing up the mechanics of the box to make <laughs> it quote-unquote work. Mm-hmm. And it looks cool as a practical effect, which you know would be like CG nowadays, but I like the box. What's in the box? Demons. Xenobites. All right, Scott, number five. My number five was, uh, <laughs> just to be contrarian to Jeff's number one, is uh, Andrew Robinson is the is the weenie dad. And then the, <laughs> I, I thought he actually he was kind of the high point as far as the acting is concerned. He, uh, yeah, he's just such a, a, a weenie. And then he, does the complete heel turn at the end where when he becomes the other or when the other guy's wearing skin spoilers uh, yeah. where all of a sudden he, he just kind of completely switches modes and the the line at the end although it's super cheesy I kind of like the Jesus wept yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like what it's, why are you saying anything he's got he's got this like, all the hooks are in his face and he's smiling Jesus wept that did that did look cool Wait, the, oh, never, never mind. I was going to say, that's the brother, but he's looking yeah. at the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actor was... Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I did I did think it was weird that Frank wanted to get away from them, but he, like, talked about how awesome it was being tortured all the time. Yeah, I noticed that, too. And Just then he's like, oh, maybe this isn't so bad, getting hooks in my face. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, talking about having hard things to talk about for this movie or like. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the the girl was cute. There you go. I'm struggling here. This is, this is your number four? <laughs> this is my number four. <laughs> the girl was cute. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four was uh, there's a little business at the very end when that stupid creature, they were having the slap fight at the end. And the boyfriend, quote unquote, I guess they just slept together once, but they had feelings for each other. The boyfriend was like, oh, he was reaching over for the box when she <laughs> yeah, had it. That was, like, yeah, I remember that. Here, let me get, have a go. Let me try this. She's like, no, get the fuck away. She just throws <laughs> elbows. And then she finally puts it together and the thing disappears. <laughs> That was awesome. That made yeah, me laugh. That was pretty funny. I, I did like that, though, that, like, she didn't... Well, I guess, technically, the Cenobites rescued her. But, like, yeah, there was no hero coming to save her. And she did it all on her own. Yeah, the dude tried, and he just got in the way, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Scott, number four. Number four is the suits. The <laughs> So, when Frank kind of gets his body back, like, for the rest of the movie, so he's got on some kind of cheap suit. And just always completely bloody and soaked through, but like in his like in his weird psychology, like he feels better wearing that than just hanging out <laughs> yeah. without the skin on. But, uh, yeah, that, that's right. I, I thought that was a nice touch. I really like that. Was to feel more human. Yeah, feel normal. And to cut down special effects costs. <laughs> and to cut down special effects costs. Yeah, I'm sure. just them. <laughs> Didn't have to have that. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Dripping goo everywhere. <laughs> oh, and he touched her lips with his muscle gooby fingers. Gross. He's like, now let me touch you, goddammit. <laughs> oh, Frank. <laughs> Classic Frank. Classic. <laughs> All right, uh, my number three is the, going to kind of like with the girl slapping the guy back. When she's solves the puzzle and they show up and she just like immediately goes wait you're looking for Frank right <laughs> you need a body to take back I'll tell you where to go like she just knew everything about this like her leap of faith is I guess is what I put down on my notes like how she knew any of this and like well they had the scene where he, she gets the box from him yeah and like she knows that something fucked up is, is up sure so, and she already saw Frank being all so fucked she, up she's had the, she had the weird dreams and I understand, but I don't know. You open that box, these dudes yeah. fucking show up, chattering teeth, and... I thought it was oh, weirder man. that she was so gung-ho to open the goddamn thing. Yeah, I think... She's like, oh, oh I guess I'll open this box now. And she's got this, like, nah, weird smile on her face, like... I think the box glamoured her. Yeah, I think the Because you saw, like, the the pink cheap effects floating up like fairies into her eyes. Yeah, I think, th- I think that's true. I think the box actually yeah. makes people want to open it. Mm-hmm. She was also... a. Young girl stuck in a room with no cell phone. She got to do something. <laughs> yeah, true. and a weird movie of a flower just opening over and over again. Yeah, that yeah. nurse was sitting right in front of that television too, just watching this thing. What the fuck are you watching, lady? <laughs> that was weird. Also, you know that nurse and the doctor that were handling the box before are dead now. Oh yeah, they were taken in by the Xenobites. I bet. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say "got it on." <laughs> <laughs> that too. You yep. in a totally different direction. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three was that the Xenobites seemed 
that they were defeatable. They weren't all powerful. Like when she in in that scene in the hospital when the girl was telling them, "Oh yeah, Frank, he escaped," and she's like, and they're like, "That's impossible. Nobody escapes us." But wait, maybe he did. <laughs> we have to we have to make him confess. What? A, so where where I never got the impression that they were all powerful. Well, at least within their own like world or dimension, you'd think that they would have some sort of I don't know force power that would tell them like, "Oh, this guy's trying to escape right. in sector whatever." I feel it in my evil soul. Let's go check it out. Not seven G. No, people can just yeah, sector seven G. So people can just go in and out, hap- happenstance out of the universe, and they might not know about it. They weren't the also they weren't looking for him to begin with because I got that impression. Frank is like, oh, they might come after me, blah, blah, this and that. So I thought, oh, the Xenobites might already be looking for him. Maybe we'll get to see him soon. But, I mean, that didn't happen. We saw him at the very end. But Yeah, the the fact that they were, they seemed defeatable, at least. Oh, especially by cartoon little laser beams coming from the yes. box. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Alec, or Scott, number three? Number three is... I, I really liked what they did on their budget. <laughs> it's yeah, very low budget, but I, I liked what they were able to accomplish, um, even though some of it did look terrible. Um, and we'll get to that in the, the rest of my list, but for for as much money as spent on it, I think they, they did pretty damn well with what they had. Like you said, no a bunch of nobodies in the cast, like no budget for special effects. Uh, there's like two locations in the entire film. Or three. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I have more to say on this later in my list as well. So, Yes, me too. All right. Um, so on to number twos, mine is not so much the special effects, just the general look I have, right? This, not that, that, that like you mentioned the Matrix last week. It, it's that, but it's yeah. the creep factor and just the guy yeah. with no eyes and the chattering teeth and that weird dude with the, I don't know what is going on with his face. Something's going on there. He's got sunglasses on and pinhead and just, I don't know. I like that look. It's generated its whole, it's hot topic. There you go. <laughs> it's a daddy, big daddy leather. <laughs> what is the rest of the development? Le- leather daddy? Leather daddy. <laughs> I need something that says leather daddy. <laughs> so. You mean the gothic asshole? That's what I said. <laughs> So that that whole thing that was my number two. Yeah, that's also my number two. Also, the creature design, their costumes were awesome. Especially, you know, Pinhead was really cool. Just his face that was a very striking image. Even though I'd never seen the movie, I always knew who Pinhead was. Um, the female, uh, the female Cenobite was kind of toned down a bit, but you could notice like little things. Like once she was walking through the house in the eyes, I noticed that there were some wisps of like hair. She wasn't completely bald. But some wisps of hair sticking out, I thought that was pretty cool. And her vagina and it was kind neck? Of, yeah, that was gross, her touching, <laughs> messing with her vagina neck. Oh, God. And then the the chatter, the guy with just teeth, he looked pretty cool. The worst was Butterball, by far. I mean, he had sewed on, sewed shut eyes and whatnot, and he was creepy. But then, like, he was going to kill the boyfriend with, like, a stabbing weapon, <laughs> which I thought was weird. Well, they're like but, Terminators. They can't take um, guns through the port dimension. Ah, well, I see, yeah. Only, only knives and stabbing weapons. <laughs> Rusty metal hooks. Yes. 
I gotcha. But yeah, creature design. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Scott, number two. <laughs> number two was the the whole reanimation scene. Uh, oh, that was my number one. So after, My number one as well. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, for, again, it's combination of stop motion uh, stop motion animation and some some fucked up puppetry and <laughs> a lot of yeah. blood and gore but it it was a very effective scene it was super fucked up it was awesome yeah it actually wasn't stop motion it was uh time lapse and it was reversed i know yeah i know sorry yeah i noticed some of it was reversed yeah. too yeah that was amazing they so they built this whole big brain thing and then they probably just left it in the sun until it melted all away and then reversed the film it looked awesome yeah, mm-hmm. it it was just yeah that was like and that's early on in the movie too so that's where I was like oh I don't yeah. remember this but this is pretty cool and it's just coming together all slow and everything I like that like that as opposed is... I say as opposed to the other special effect of the like the hooks going into the skin like that looked bad to me like that obviously looked like it was like in some bread dough or something when I was putting the hooks in <laughs> yeah but the, but the reanimation scene was really good you guys remember this was and also just the terrible. Well, kind of special effect, but they had to make it work. Where the the camera pans down and you see that beating beating heart, but the heart looks like it was made out of a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice that, no. Uh, and then, yeah, that's what eventually became Frank. But it was kind of cool. Get, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Is the house going to have, like, turn into the Xenobite universe now? Is the whole house getting sucked in? But it was a whole mystery of the thing. And then you see those two, like goopy sticks just come straight out of the out of the floorboards and I'm like oh what the fuck is that 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 was a uh, knuckle biter for me I was like oh shit this is gross but I couldn't look away <laughs> nice mm-hmm. alright um, yeah. well that was Scott's number two but that was also my number one and your number yeah. one alright so Scott your number one uh, it kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about with the design but the Cenobites um, where he talked about the visuals, uh, I really like the just the general concept as far as like what they are. Where they explain that you know some people think they're angels, some people think they're demons, and in a way they're they're not like they're they're evil, but they're not they're, they're more amoral than actively. So like Frank is clearly like a villain and evil, but they just kind of fought, have these real weird. They have these weird rules. Uh, you know, if you, yeah. if you open the box, like, you know, stuff's going to happen. But, yeah, and and in their eyes, and they say it a couple times, we're like, uh, oh, the, like, I want to show you such great sights. They, he tells uh, the girl. Um, but you think, like, in their minds, they're actually, like, helping people. They're doing them a favor. <laughs> so... It's still super fucked up, but just interesting, an interesting take on, on demons, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about it that way, but yeah, you're right. I see what you're saying. I see where you're coming from. And I think in the subsequent movies, they are just straight up evil and just randomly go out and kill people. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Yeah, and that's something that I, you know, that we don't want their list. Like, I know I've seen a bunch of these, but I, none of them that's really standing out. Just being gory, like torturous gore and pinhead so i kind of want to see some other ones but after this one being so bad like i don't want to i don't know probably at least watch the second one yeah maybe i'll go 
the best rated one. Maybe I'll go on Rotten Tomatoes see which one has the best rated. <laughs> I know the second second one like directly follows the first one. It's got all the same cast on it, including Frank. Really, it's got Frank and the girl and the. Yep. So the girl's in a mental hospital after all the shit that happened, okay. which actually makes sense. <laughs> yep. Right, maybe it's worth a go because like I said she was cute. Maybe it's worth watching at least for that. <laughs> all right. On to our crossover topics, which is our favorite haunted artifacts, objects for movies. Is that yep. what we're saying? Uh, Cursed, e- evil, haunted, evil items. Yeah. Okay, because a couple of mine aren't necessarily cursed because I was just going for general evil. Yeah, that's same here. Okay. And, and uh, some of our fans actually wrote in with their top five lists. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Wh- we had fans. Want to want to read a couple of those if you got it handy? Uh, why don't we go through our list and then I'll mention the ones that are similar, the same ones, and then I'll I'll get some ones that we missed. Okay, okay. that sounds good. And uh, I lost my list for this somewhere, so I'm trying to come off the top of my head. <laughs> But um, I think I think I got most of them anyway. My number five, and this might be cheating. Not really cheating, but I don't know. It's the Black Pearl from the first Pirates movie. Okay. But was the Black Pearl cursed or was the treasure cursed? <laughs> That's what I was getting I confused think it was, about. The treasure was was cursed. But isn't the movie called The Curse of the Black Pearl? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just meant for <laughs> well, for the crew. I thought was, they wasn't cursed. the Pearl the name of the ship? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the ship is cool. I like it with the black sails and everything. Okay. If, so that would be my number five. If it's the treasure, that's dumb. And I don't like it. So I'm... <laughs> so no, your number five is conditional. It's conditional. Okay. And uh, at any rate, I know the pirate movies all suck, but I still love the first one. I'll watch that anytime it's on. I really enjoy it. That's fun. Swashbuckling adventure. The first time you see Johnny Depp do that Jack Sparrow guy, it's good. But the ship itself is really cool. Black sails and... So there you go. And the, the, the fact what it does to the guys, right? When they can't... Excuse me. The, Moonlight the, shows them as the skeletons the that curse, they are. The curse of no flesh. Yeah. yeah cool. They can't taste anything. A they barrel of bone, apples. Bone properly. Yeah. Even the monkey was cursed. There you go. <laughs> so that's my number five. Uh, Alex. My number five, and I've never seen any of these movies, but it, it's left such an impression on me. The the orbs from the Phantasm movies, just these shiny just balls that go around chasing people, and sometimes they have spikes or screws on them and stuff, and they nail to people's foreheads. I've seen a couple clips. But... I've never seen that, any, any of those, and I don't even know what you're yeah. talking about. Oh, well, check it out. This was actually <laughs> right. William Grimwood, fan William Grimwood. That was his number four, the flying orbs from Phantasm. Okay. All right, good old Will. Yeah. So wait, is that his or is that yours? You're that's stealing mine. his. No, mine is. That's my number five. Okay. That's William's number four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I bet you didn't have that on your list until you saw Will's. Oh, I had it on my list already. All right. All right, Scott, you're number five. Uh, what we've just been talking about, the puzzle box. Okay. That's yeah, that would have automatically made my list, but I wanted to think of other other stuff. But yeah. Okay. Puzzle box. I, I've got a feeling that there's going to be some uh, overlap here between us. <laughs> a yeah, couple of these items pro- on lists, but uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, uh, probably not my number four, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, my number four jumped to the list this weekend because I finally saw the Conjuring movies and that Annabelle doll. Fucking 
Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Williams number two. All right, look at that guy. I like this guy. Yeah. So I just saw these, and there's not even that big part of. I don't know if you guys have seen these movies, so it's not that big of a part of the movie. It's other stuff that happens. Is, is yeah. that is that the Patrick Wilson Vera Farmiga? Yeah. Okay, I have not seen those. Yeah, and then there's actually I found out there is a movie just called Annabelle. And the doll, I guess, plays a bigger part in that, but it's not directed yeah. by the same guy. The same. I would have a hard wow. time watching that. I think that's Any that's like my thing. Like... That's I think it's my thing. Like Alex won't watch The Exorcist. Like I don't think I could sit through a whole movie with a fucking creepy ass doll. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is. It is possessed by a demon. Mm. And it's got. You can go to the Warren Museum, and it's still in its locked case that says "Don't open." You should go see. Thanks, it. but no thanks. You should go open it. <laughs> so, so quick. It's a... So, sorry. Super quick anecdote yeah. uh, for for listener Daniel. Um, helped to move one time. Stayed at the colonial farmhouse that his uh, in laws had, and the downstairs it looked like the Whaley house. And there was a room full of dolls, right? And that was creepy. And they put me in the, this big office, which also had some dolls, but also had these uh, fisherman lamps, like these carved redwood lamps that had faces in them oh. and they're super creepy and the next day <laughs> Daniel tells me hey, had you slept well in there and I said yeah okay he said yeah I don't think I could have slept in there with those lamps <laughs> <laughs> anyway and then you you blinked and they were all in different positions yes they were, they'd, they'd <laughs> moved closer <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a problem with stuff like that. I never remember being a kid going to, like, grandparents' house or aunt and uncle's house, and they had weird stuff hanging on the walls that would kind of freak me out, but not, like, you know. The, I thought the doll was going to come attack me or anything. Yeah. So, here it was. Pretty much. Oh, my God, what's that noise? Mr. Marbles. Mr. Marbles. <laughs> All right, um, number four, Alex. <laughs> the voodoo doll from Weekend at Bernie's 2. That <laughs> <laughs> was so stupid. It even had the smirk on it and everything. Oh, my gosh. And then they I... used it to have Bernie walk around and dance and stuff. <laughs> I have a soft spot for that shitty, shitty movie. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that's how we got to... Wait, Weekend at Bernie's 2? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a Bernie's one. He was just the dead guy. It might as well have been the uh, Swiss Army Man movie. But we get a Bernie's two. He came alive. Alive. <laughs> Fucking voodoo doll. What's that? You just mentioned a Seinfeld reference. There's a weekend at Bernie's two Seinfeld reference too, where um actually uh Tyrion is giving Elaine movie advice. Isn't that her? Him? No. Am I thinking of something else? Damn it. Now I'm here talking about 30 Rock? Because I know <laughs> I know the dink is in 30 Rock. No, he plays the voice of someone Elaine talks to, but I think I'm confusing it. But he, She goes to the video store and there's like Skip's picks and Tom's picks. and Oh, yeah. And he says, what, Weekend at Bernie's 2 was a great pick or something? Well, she, she goes off of her normal list to get like a Kramer pick or whatever, and then it sucks. And then the guy, why didn't you get my movie? And I think that was Dinklage, but maybe there was another scene, another episode. Anyway, off the rails here. <laughs> what number were we on? What are we doing? Four. four. Scott, number four. All right. Number four is the the VHS, the video from The Ring. Oh, 
that's my number two. That's my number three. And yeah, uh, other fan, Joseph Auditore. Good old Joe. Yeah, good old Joe. Yeah, that's his number three. VHS from the ring. Okay. All right. That's a solid pick. That's what he thinks. Number three. Uh, Yeah, super, super creepy, very effective. Like, yeah. Yeah, some guys, we were in college when this came out, and some guys went to like E3 or some convention or some Comic Con. And they were actually handing out copies of the VHS that had the no avant-garde fucking why, movie on why it. Why would they do that? Like, oh, let's put it, let's put it on, and everybody in the classroom was like, "Don't you fucking dare!" <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. It's a stupid concept, but it's pretty. It was scary. It, they made it. They pulled it off. Yeah, it worked. You know, they're making a new movie about right a sequel coming out or third one, whatever. I'm not surprised. And it's, and it's stupid because a they don't have uh, no one has VHS tapes VCRs anymore, and no one has home phones anymore. So I have no idea how this movie's going to work. Well, maybe it's through the internet. Yeah, you get a YouTube video, and then you get a text <laughs> message. You visit this website. <laughs> oh man, that was stupid. <laughs> if you want, yeah, the... if you want to be cursed forever, just use this one weird trick. <laughs> <laughs> So name some images from it. Now I'm having, I know the well, obviously. It was the well. It was the the finger that went through the nail, and then that pushed the fingernail up off of the finger. Oh, um, God, Jesus, that was a close up. It was one of the jump cuts. That one jumped out at me the most. Was wasn't there was so a dead animal? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't that was like time lapse maggot eating? Maybe animal. Maybe thinking of something else. Alex, why don't you uh, look it up online and tell us what happened? <laughs> Man. No, that's all right. <laughs> so, what a dick. So I I'm, I'm, looked it up real quick. Uh, Peter Dinklage was on Seinfeld? I don't know if it, it was, was the voice. I don't know if it was what you yeah. – it was the wake-up guy, yeah. right? Okay, it's the wake-up guy. I knew it was a phone call, but that's, that's what I thought. Okay. Episode. Okay, thanks for bringing back that <laughs> derailing again. Yep. Good morning, um, Elaine. <laughs> and yes, uh, Peter Dinklage did date Les Lemon in a couple episodes of Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah. shut it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was number your number. Three. But that was Scott's number four, and that was my yeah. number three, and your number three. No, yeah. No, that was my number two. Okay, so what's your number three? My number three is Christine. Okay. That fucked up haunted car that kill likes to kill people. So you have a hard. T- have you seen this movie, Alex? I have seen this movie, but when okay. I was a kid, I, I have a hard okay. time with that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. like it. I mean, as as taking it seriously. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's not a doll; it's a car. That's just yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying a, dar- dar- a, a doll sits there killing you sleep. A car is like, well, I'm going to go up to the second floor of this building, and I'll be perfectly safe. I, uh, that's... It's like when Bender <gasps> turns into the uh, wear car. Yeah. Wait a minute, Scott, but a doll can track you down. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's the thing is, you never you... see them move. All of a sudden, they're just there. Christine had to follow the laws of and... physics. <laughs> Christine can at least run you over. If that doll jumped on your head, you just they're, rip dude, its head off and throw it away. They're surprisingly strong. <laughs> they got doll strength. Yeah. They got demonic doll strength. <laughs> <laughs> Country strong. 
Yeah, the country's strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I've actually never seen Chris. I mean, I've seen parts of it, and I just did not get into it. So, and that's John Cusack, right? Or no? I don't think it was John Cusack. Damn it! Maybe look Internet. it up. Anyway, that's not important. Um, yeah. What's your number three, Scott? Yeah, your number three. My number three was the, and this might be cheating a little bit here, because again, I was going for evil, not necessarily cursed. The pain machine from the Princess Bride. Yeah, that was pretty evil. It was kind of this, not quite Rube Goldberg esque thing with the the water wheel, and it looked awesome, and it was huge, and it obviously caused a lot of pain. It's in the name. Yeah. So yeah. The machine. I just thought it was super cool. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. It was horrifying. They put those suction cups on his nipples. That was not cool. <laughs> yeah, not cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> they didn't show the ones they put on his balls. <laughs> no wonder. It's yeah, like that's 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 where the real pain started. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff, number twos. Um, just I looked it up. It's not John Cusack, a guy who I guess does not look like him played him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Sorry, all right, all right. Um, my number two is I can't. I could never even say though. Damn, it's the book from Evil Dead, the Necronomicon or whatever it is. The Necronomicon. There you go. That's my number two. The the Libris Ex ah. Mortis. There you go. Latin, more Latin. More Latin. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is like, guys is on your list. No, this is also my yeah, number two. My number one. My okay. number one. I had. To, I um, assume that. That's my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just very memorable. That book is just the cover, everything about it, and the way it's used, and him reading passages from it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Definitely an N word. <laughs> uh, that's it, uh, Alex. Your number two. My number two is the Ring VHS. Okay. Yeah. Is it Scott, that? You're number two. Uh, what's the number, you just what's said it was Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Okay. Number ones. All right. My number Ooh. one is not from a horror movie, but it's I consider it haunted. It's the One Ring from Lord of yep. the Rings. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. This, that, that, I feel a little bit about cheating. No, nope. I was like, no, it no, is. it's it completely <laughs> evil, completely cursed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucks whoever wears it. Yeah, yeah. Even Sauron, I didn't wind up fucking Sauron. So, <laughs> and it was his ring. So, yeah, there it yeah, is. That's uh, yeah. The, just... the one ring was the one I had in mind when I said there's probably gonna be some overlap, <laughs> and the Necronomicon. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we... old Joseph A had that as his number one too. And uh, William had the number Necronomicon as number one, okay. so he's my guy. It's all right. Well, they're all good. And uh, yeah, not much to say about the One Ring. We just had three episodes of the Lord of the Rings, so not much more to add. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, there it is. Uh, yeah, those are lists. You guys want to hear some that we missed that are kind of cool? Sure. Yes. But, okay. Let me add my one real quick. My honorable mention, the one that I bumped for Annabelle because I just saw it. Would be the monkey paw from um, the Simpsons episodes. I know oh. it's from a real short story and stuff too. But yeah. I'll do the Simpsons oh, um, This is sort of honorable mentions. The one I bumped was the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Ah, all right. That would have been nice. But yeah, William, 
William had the monkey's paw also oh, on okay. his list. <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, he got all of ours. Oh, yeah, his number five was Christine. So, yeah, we got all of them from his list. And uh, old Joe's, he has – his first movie was Die Book Box from The Possession. Have you guys heard of that one? I haven't. I don't okay. think so. I don't recognize I feel like, I feel like we failed up. Joe here. Yeah, sorry, Joe. But his number four is one that I kind of wish I had on my list was The Refrigerator from Ghostbusters. <laughs> there you go. Or Dana Barrett's entire apartment. Yeah. yeah. And one I thought for sure was going to be on Scott's list for him being afraid of dolls was Chucky from Child's Play. I didn't even want to talk about it, man. That's why I didn't was. <laughs> but there it is. Thanks, guys, for giving us your list. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, send in your scary doll pics to Scott. Uh, yeah. my, my email address is jeff at gmail.com. <laughs> well, I know what it's not, but I won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Because that guy already hates us enough. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So I guess there was a, a big race that happened. Uh, I'm talking NASCAR now. Are you guys familiar with this? Nope. Heard about this? Yeah. Uh, the the Talladega Speedway, I, I guess, is a big, big race. And a, a fellow by the name of Joey Logano won the race, the whole thing. Okay. But it was it was weird because he was actually in third place for most of the race. But then the two lead cars got into this really severe crash. The guys were okay. But for some weird reason, they just started booking it on foot to the finish line. But that isn't allowed, so it was Joey Logano. That was, that was a movie, Alex. What? No, you're thinking, you're watching, thinking of Talladega Nights. I was watching star, NASCAR on Sunday. Starring TV and movies Will Ferrell. I was watching NASCAR tonight, Sunday did it, night. Did, did, and I did the, the two guys thing. make out with each other afterwards? <laughs> a little bit. It was weird. I didn't think the NASCAR crowd would like it, but they were all cheering. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. that didn't actually happen. Oh. Sorry. I think it did. <laughs> uh, what uh, channel were you watching this NASCAR on Sunday? Was it Sunday night NASCAR? Yeah. Are you ready for some racing? <laughs> That, that's sports. That's all that's happened. Okay. All right, well, you, I, I can't debunk you on this because I've never seen NASCAR or the movie. So I don't, for all I know, you can be telling the truth. It probably is the truth. Okay. All right. It's time for Neum News. Yeah. 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 This yeah. was yeah. All right. What do we got, Scott? Okay. Uh, picking up where I left off last week, I saw a couple more Luke Cage episodes. Uh, okay. oh, I know yeah. Jeff's seen them all. Is that right? Or... No, Alex. You, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, how many episodes are you in, Jeff? I'm only three. Three. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. talk about uh, number three, where he goes to town. Uh, so, so I, I watched episodes three and four. Definitely picked up a little bit. Um, there was some humor. There was some giant afros. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, there was a. Uh, without spoiling anything, there was a reference to the old Luke Cage comic books. Um, oh no! I pick, you put a headband on, something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and it was it was it was pretty great. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so because you know they're gonna work in the old costumes, yeah. as much as they can to these old shows. I'm like, how are they gonna work this ridiculous piece of work into the show? Yeah, they did it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, yeah, the actions picked up a little bit more. Uh, I was always gonna watch the whole thing, but 
that has me a little more excited. Uh, I they they already set up like some big reveals, I guess they haven't gotten to yet. So I'm curious to see where they go with certain things. Uh, but yeah, Luke, Luke Cage, um, and then uh, a movie review. Um, I saw Never Stop Never Stopping. Oh, I want to see that so bad. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you like Annie Samberg, if you like Lonely Island, uh, you're gonna like this movie. Um, it also has singularly the longest period of time on screen that I've ever seen somebody's dong. <laughs> besides uh, all your gay porn, I was gonna say besides porn or, well, <laughs> or well, no, to, porn to, to grace the silver screen. <laughs> there's a particular scene where a guy's junk is just there for like. Uh, like a couple minutes. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious because dicks are funny, but uh, yeah, be warned about that. Whoa, wait, wait. Does this have more screen time than the guy in Teen Wolf? Oh, way more, <laughs> way more. Oh. Uh, so yeah, but I, I recommend. There's you know a lot of dumb jokes, but it's 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 really funny. It's Andy Samberg, Lonely Island. Yeah, That's my yeah. jam. Um. So that uh, just to break away from movies a little bit, uh, a lot of video game news lately. Uh, mm-hmm. The the two biggest things being probably that uh, Red Dead Redemption Two has been announced. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the the little teasers that they've had for that yet. <laughs> I've seen the the Photoshop. Okay, well it's real. They actually tonight um, during football they had. An actual commercial, at least I think it was football. Um, yeah, it looks it's it's gonna be good. It's a rock star game. Uh, I don't know. Did, did you guys play Red Dead Redemption the first one? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I borrowed it from Jeff. Okay. Um. So yeah, the sequel's on the way. Um. I don't know. I'm. I haven't played the first one, but it, yeah, again, it looks cool. Uh, the other big news was the Nintendo Switch, oh, the new yeah. Nintendo console. Uh, I know Alex saw stuff on it. Did you see anything, Jeff? Yeah, I saw a little bit. I saw like their little commercial or trailer for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it looks, uh, it looks interesting. Looks clever. Uh, I'm I'm already talking myself into it as as I as I sit here. Uh, yeah, it, it's basically what Nintendo should have done to begin with. Uh, this should have been or, or with the last. Yeah, exactly. This should have been last generation. Uh, yeah, it looks hypo portable. Uh, looks like they're gonna have an actual library for it this time around. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Uh, I know, Alex, you, you seem up on it, too. It's like about it because it comes with, you know, you can use the whole thing as a controller, or it's got controller, separate controller docks. You could also, I mean, I'm not, probably not going to buy the regular, like, 360 or PS1 controller that's for Nintendo for this thing. But I like that it has teeny tiny controllers, that way I can play with my kids. Yeah. Those resemble, <laughs> those resemble the yeah, this is good for people with tiny though. hands. Yeah. Uh, it's smell of cash. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is this hyper portability. Um, so we'll see how it works out. Uh, and they were showing, besides Zelda, they showed the HD Skyrim. Uh, a little bit of, a little oh, bit yeah, of footage yeah. of that. And that bodes well for the power of the machine anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing the battery life is going to be god awful, but yeah, rumor has it that it's only three yeah, hours. Yeah, so 
We'll see about that. They gotta work on that but, shit. Yeah, all in all, I'm much more excited about this than I was about the Wii U, which I wasn't excited about at all. So that's not very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So I mean, in the fact that it could play Skyrim, a game that's already what three or four years right. old, that it's not that impressive. No, it's it's not impressive. But the idea is that they because PS4 and Xbox One are doing these kind of uh, 4.5 updates for the consoles. Mm-hmm. So the Nintendo console will at least be able to keep up now. Maybe it won't be doing like the super 4K stuff, but you could have um, something on all three platforms, which is good because then you get more third parties involved. Um, people are less likely to shy away from the system. Um, yeah. And then hopefully, I mean, Nintendo's always going to do their exclusive stuff too. Uh, but hopefully now they, you know, after what happened the last couple with Wii U anyway, they, you know, they've got a fire lit under them. Uh, they'll, they'll get out this stuff. Mm-hmm. New, there's a new yeah. Mario coming. Uh, yeah, it'll. It, it's a cartridge yeah. cartridge based yeah. system too. Well, yeah, SD cards is basically what they're gonna. Yeah. Proprietary yeah. SD cards. <laughs> but um, but Skyrim is Generation Three consoles, not even four. Well, no, they 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 have. You're right, but they they've come out recently with. Uh, well, I don't know how recent it was, but they there is an Xbox One and a uh, PS4 version. PS4. That wouldn't really run on the 360 or the PS3. Yeah, it's okay. a H- HD remake. Basically. Oh, sure. Okay. So, do we know that? I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Does we know the new Xbox or the new Nintendo, which what version it's doing? Like, it still seems like it's going to be. It, it looked. Behind, it looked like the or... HD. No, yeah. It's always. I mean, the other two are always going to have a leg up on it. It just now the gap won't be quite as massive. Okay. Or, you know, and they might be able to get away with certain things. So. Um, I mean, there's lots of games on on the current gen that don't necessarily need the processing power, um, so maybe you would get that on Nintendo. Um, you know, if you're if you're <laughs> if you're nerd like me, you want to have all three consoles anyway, and it won't really matter. <laughs> but for the people out there that you know, maybe you only have the the Nintendo Switch, and you'll be covered for for your for games that are coming out on all three platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's good for the industry. Is all I'm saying. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, Jeff, did you have any n- reviews or news? Um, yeah, a couple things. Well, I kind of already mentioned. I started wa- watching my horror movies and uh, the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two. I watched um, Conjuring Two is relatively new. Conjuring is already like three or four years old. I recommend that one. Conjuring Two is not as good, but um, watch it. It's a nice old fashioned haunted house thriller suspense. So those are. One of those Possession. based on a real story thing, right? Yeah, it's the whole Warren family, like the An- uh, Amityville horror. These people who went in and looked at these haunted houses, and it's uh, taken from their notes. That's kind of how I got it. I haven't looked too much into it, but it's that's kind of what the gist that I got. It's they're, they're they kind of work with the church, and sometimes, and yeah. Okay. Well, I like the actors a lot, so. Yeah, and they're not in. Like, they're not the main. They're like the investigators, right? They're the Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> and so, they'll what pick do you a want? family. And uh, the first one takes place somewhere in the U.S. I forgot where now. And the second one takes place in London. Um, so yeah. Anytown, USA. <laughs> um, to that, and then there was some casting news for Star Wars. They casted um, Danny Glover as Lando. <laughs> 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 Is he too old for this shit? Yeah, I forgot his real first name. Donald, Donald, Donald Glover. Yeah. Oh, nice. 
So he's going to be playing Lando Calrissian in a movie that I don't want to see. <laughs> so he, I, I like Donald Glover a lot. Uh, he's a very talented dude. Um, yeah. I honestly, if you'd asked me before I heard that news about who I wanted to cast as Lando, I wouldn't have been able to give you anybody. So this is as good as anybody else. Um, but he's a good actor. He's a talented guy, like I said. So maybe it'll turn out all right. Yeah, I, I have, I'm very skeptical about this movie. Just because they're going to redcon so much crap and I whatever <laughs> I'll watch it I know I will but Han don't forget to feed Chewie <laughs> come <Wolf>. here boy <laughs> so. alright that's that's all I got okay. Alex nope that's it just sports news alright that's all, all what I'm about alright well that wraps up this week um, next week the uh, to keep in this Halloween spirit, we're just going to talk about our favorite Halloween moments from our childhood and adult lives. So, favorite costumes, favorite party anecdotes, favorite scares, whatever. So, that's what we'll be doing. Um, get away from the movies. Maybe your favorite moment is watching a scary movie on Halloween. We don't know. We'll find out. So, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.